Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Happy Monday. To you, too. We have not done an intro in a long time. <laughs> no. But now and it seems like the only thing we're allowed to do. So let's <laughs> intro all the time. <laughs> I know. And we have so many guests coming up. We're going to yeah. be doing so many intros. And we have, like, lots of cool up-to-the-minute news. So first off, I have a brand new class coming out. It is called Scrapbook Daily Pages, 30 Days of Showing Up. It starts April 1st. You can join literally anytime in April, but it is going to be awesome. I'm doing live daily pages video chats every single day, April 1st through April 30th from noon to noon 15 Eastern time. So you can come and you can do your daily page, watch me do my daily page and do your daily page alongside with me. It is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited. Uh, there's already a classroom up. There is a welcome video in the classroom. There is an exclusive workbook in the classroom. So there are 30 creative, or there's 30 journaling prompts. There's a bunch of creative prompts. So even if you don't want to do the thing that I'm doing, if you don't want to follow along with me, there are a bunch of journaling prompts that you can pick and choose what you want to do. And a bunch of creative prompts if you want to do those too. And there's downloads, there's printables. It's awesome. Awesome. So, so that starts Wednesday. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. And so I like- mean... Perfect I, for the pandemic being home. Right. That's, that's the exact thing I wanted yeah. to do is like, I've been talking all the time for the last couple of weeks about how, you know, we need to sleep, we need to eat, we need to breathe, we need to drink our water, and then we need to do daily pages. Because for me, the simple art practice, having that one thing to ground my day is essential. Yeah. And for me, it's my meditation. Like playing with paper, playing with stickers, playing with stamps, that helps me rid my mind of like toxic crap. Mm -hmm. And so having that five minutes each day is my grounding practice. And I wanted to bring that to other people. So for 15 minutes every single day, I will be showing you exactly how to do this practice. I will show you literally how to do this in five minutes every day. And if you show up every day for a month, even if you show up Monday through Friday, every day in April, you will create a habit. You will have your creative habit. And having a creative habit will change your life. It literally will. It has done so much for me. I've been saying, like, I've been scrapbooking for 20 years now. I'm not that old. I'm 34. <laughs> and right. I've been scrapbooking for 20 years. Yeah. And nothing has changed my life the way Daily Pages changed my life. So bringing this to people right now when we can't get together and do creative things you know next to each other or on saturday nights or you know being able to say like hey at noon every day i'm going to do this you're invited bring your notebook come and do this with me it feels right it feels like awesome this is the connection my one little word that i want to bring to the community right now I love it. And people can just go Awesome Ladies Project to sign up, right? Yes. You can go directly to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash 30 days, and that will tell you all about the project, tells you every single thing you're going to get, and everything you need to know. Love it. I'm so excited. I'm, like, okay. ridiculously excited about this. And it's free if you're in the Awesome Ladies VIP membership, but also if you want to join the class just for 30 days, you don't have to join the membership. It is available Totally for totally separate to purchase. Cool. I know. It's really exciting. Excited for you. I know, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, it's, it, it feels so infectious. I haven't been excited, this excited about a community project in a really long time. And what a way to be resilient through this, speaking of. Right? It yeah. feels like one of those things that's just like, okay, I didn't have a good day yesterday. I'm going to bounce back. Right. With a daily page. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to, you know. We're going to talk in a few weeks to uh, a lady named Joy, and she talks about how resiliency is also bouncing forward. Yeah, I And I think it. this is a great way to bounce forward mm -hmm. for a day. Like, oh, I need a way to, like, you know, get moving forward. My favorite way to, you know, jumpstart the day is by playing with paper and stickers. Totally. So, that's awesome. Other news. We are going to be reading... The next book that we're reading for book club is... Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to start it just yet. We want to give people time to get the book because 
who knows how long it takes to get books right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start doing book club in a couple of weeks. Take your time. Get the book. Let us know when you have the book. And we are going to start reading Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So in the meanwhile, they can subscribe to our bonus podcast, which is that, right, if they haven't already. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, of course. If you haven't started subscribing to the Bite Size Book Club already, you can lead, uh, listen to our back episodes of Elisa's book, Big Dreams, Daily Joys, or Austin Cleon's uh, trilogy is yeah. on there, too. So lots of episodes of things for you to listen to. You can discuss those books with us over at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale. Free forums, free groups, lots of things for you guys to do with us during this stay-at-home time. Yeah. But right now, we are going to have our first guest discuss how her life has been changed by what's going on right now. She was a great first guest through this. I know, and not planned. I know. I mean, never planned, but it's just worked out so nicely because she's an event planner and she talks about how she's been affected and it just rings home. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. So, okay, guys, next up is MK. We are so excited to have her. Your Day by MK is her brand, and I'm, I met her at my Hugo retreat a couple of weeks ago, and she is fantastic. I'm so excited. This is a really great episode. So guys, let's give it up for MK. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale. And we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, MK. Hey. Welcome to Crafty S Female. So, guys, today on the show, we have owner and senior planner of Your Day. Is it Your Day by MK the official or is it Your Day? Your Day by MK is the official. I love it. So it's mm-hmm. called Your Day by MK. It's a wedding and event planning firm that produces 15 plus weddings a year. Super exciting. You um, met Kristen at this fun little... Like, yeah, we were at Hugo together. It was a, a nice retreat in Michigan before everything hit the fan. Yo, I feel <laughs> like it was literally the last time that like you were like, we were like safely allowed to be in like groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, then we, because I, I, I still have Kaylin's email in my inbox of like, how did you go back out into the world? How did you acclimate back into the real world? And I just feel like, hmm, I don't know if anyone actually acclimated back into the real world. No acclimation, <laughs> just surviving, really. <laughs> just problem solving every day. Yeah. I think think that's one of the reasons that I loved talking to you is that we both are, well, we both have degrees in political science, which I love. Cheers. I know, right? Um, And we both are problem solvers. So we're going to talk about all sorts of fun, cool things. I think we're going to talk about who knows where this conversation is going to (laughs) go, to be completely honest, right? Just to date this, it's March 19th for anybody who is like, all right, we're five days into quarantine here we go. Yeah. This is where the emotions are at right now. Right. Sure. Yeah, it's, this is going live a few weeks later, but we recorded about two weeks ago. Right, mid-March, yeah. mm-hmm. when it would be normally, normally this would be like the first day of March Madness. Basketball games would be going all day, and instead it's just like nothing. Yeah. Very- except crazy news and nonsense very bleak my favorite neighborhood magnolia tree which blooms for just like six days of the year like i watch it every day and i'm like yay i'm just like <laughs> it's blooming but like i'm not excited like i'm just like <laughs> like i can't walk outside and enjoy it really so it's just that's what i feel so how's life been the same and different for you mk uh, the same and different. Well, the same in that um, for most folks, I already work from home. So that didn't feel like much of a change, especially with just the new stuff happening with the quarantine things. You know, just went home, kept doing life uh, different. 
we aren't allowed to have groupings of more than 50 people mandated by Illinois. So I'm in Chicago. So 50 people or more until about May 10th, which meant that all of my March through May weddings are in flux. Uh, this was as of like literally four days ago. So today I took a mental health day because I finally, like we're finally done rescheduling everybody. Luckily, all of my couples are super proactive and we got them rescheduled before the real mayhem happened. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest difference, but also like trying to take this time and sit there and be like, okay, while we're all here, while we're all at home, while no one's really expecting too much from all of us, right. Um, trying to progress forward on things that I wanted to do and just haven't gotten to do, if that makes sense to the best of my abilities, at least. Right. Yeah. I think that really makes a lot of sense for a lot of people right now especially those of us that are either still re perfectionists or recovering perfectionists. It's like, let's dive into work. And if we can't dive into the work that we need to do, let's dive into the work that has been on that to-do list pile mm -hmm. for a little while. And so when we talk about planners on the show, usually we're talking about paper planners. So let's talk about what does First off, what does a wedding planner do? Yeah, so there. if you're talking about just a wedding planner, like the one that you see in the movies, that honestly what people think a wedding planner does, like J-Lo, um, <laughs> uh, basically the way I approach it is that it takes about eight to 10 hours a week to plan a wedding if you're just doing it on your own. That's just extra hours a week for a standard like 12 month engagement, let's just say. I'm just throwing out numbers out here. I know I read them somewhere, but <laughs> I don't know where, but that's the general gist. And so what I'm doing is I am taking my resources, my Rolodex in my head after our initial meeting where we sit down and talk about your day and your budget and all that jazz. And I am essentially cutting down those eight to 10 hours that you would be planning and making it maybe more like two hours because there's always gonna be things that I can't do for you, um, but that there, there's stuff that you just don't know where to start for starters, just like research and choice paralysis. So Chicago's amazing. We have so many wonderful vendors of every different style, every different aesthetic. But if this is your first time getting married, which for most people it is, like, where do you start? So that's just, that's the biggest thing that I think wedding planners do. Um, at least that's what I do. And then there's also um, wedding coordinators and those people make sure that your day is executed the way that you planned it to be. Um, and so then there's just kind of like that range there. So either we start with you from day one and we just put that planning timeline together. We find your vendors, we negotiate contracts. We make sure that you're not getting gypped on things and you're staying on time. And then there's just the ending part where we make sure the day actually happens and you're married. And then basically it can fall anywhere in that range of planning proposals, I guess. Why did you decide to go into this in the first place? Yeah. So I, I graduated from Notre Dame in 2017 with a poli-sci degree, like you mentioned. And um, if anyone remembers, there was that 2016 election. Um, and the, the PC way of me saying it is that everything that I learned in politics, elections, voting went out the window. And that was the stuff that I found interesting was like, how do voters vote? How are elections run? I always want to be a high profile campaign manager. And as we know, that election was an anomaly. So I didn't necessarily want to go into politics. The not PC thing is like, it just made me sad. I was just like, wow, all this makes me sad. I don't know if I want to even get into all of this. Um, I completely so I like, understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's I, just- I yeah. really do. It's just upsetting. You're like, wow, I spent four years about this. I've been so excited about politics and changing the world. And especially since I love the West Wing, which is a very, very optimistic, like utopia way of looking at politics. And that's just not what happened. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do this. Um, so I kind of went back to square one of like, what are my skills? What are my talents? Um, and then maybe just like humbling myself and being like, all right, I don't really like taking orders from people. I always wanted to be a high profile campaign manager, but I want to be at the top. So what can I do to just put myself in that situation already? And that was to open my own business. And what skills do I have? Okay. Planning, logistics. Great. I'll be a wedding planner. People plan their weddings all the time. I'm sure I can figure it out. 
which is probably not the best way thing to say, but like that's the truth. Yeah, but running a campaign and running a wedding, it's 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 very similar. I mean, there are seasons, there are things that you need to get done and like you're saying, you know, you do one and then you have the set of skills for the next one. Then you have mm-hmm. the set of skills for the next one. And I know when we were at Huga and talking, you were saying that you have, you know, a particular type of bride or a particular type of wedding that is going to come to you. And so, like, those types of brides or those types of groups of people, just like similar candidates, would come to a specific type of campaign type of campaign manager. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such a, it's a great pivot, especially when the 2016 election, like just really kicked the crap out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that it's so hard to, you know, be that idealized version of, you know, yourself and be in school and see one how things should work how things are supposed to work and then have something like 2016 happen and then be like you know f this i'm not going to go work for anything having to do with any of this because what if i put you know my 10 years in what if i put my 15 years in and then this happens again Mm -hmm. i find it so interesting that that was your entry point into like so my question is were you like inspired or enthralled by weddings beforehand or was this so like you're like yeah weddings love weddings I'll just or was it because yeah I guess that's my question for that no that's fair um no was definitely always very interested in weddings um not in the sense that like I've been planning my wedding since I was five like not that I just my mom always hosts parties where I love hosting parties I like bringing people together and so I was always interested in weddings we were really big like royal family people like we love the royal weddings and like my mom has stories of her staying up overnight essentially to watch princess Diana get married before the bar exam take note like she watched it before taking the bar the next day Mm. so like that's just kind of what our family was like so it actually was not not a plan like it was part of a joke plan like oh if this college thing doesn't work out i'll just become a wedding planner which was like kind of a joke at the time and like lol look at where we are now so it was not (laughs) out of nowhere but it definitely wasn't like where i thought i was going to go sure that makes sense yeah well i feel like it's such a notable thing to talk about on the podcast because a lot of like my experience of choosing jobs is looking at the front of the job right and going like "Ooh, weddings that or like whatever the job is right like looking at the surface but you kind Mm -hmm. of snuck behind the curtain and thought about what you need on the back end and it's all the skills from polyside like i feel like that's so that's such a interesting way to approach it and a lot of us don't but that's that's usually a good place to start that is not so obvious what skills do i need where can i apply it not ooh, you know exactly especially since so many wedding planners and this is not against them because everyone comes to their career and their job in whatever way works for them but a lot of people were like i planned my wedding and i loved it so much so i wanted to be a wedding planner like I am not anywhere near <laughs> engaged or married, so let the yeah, record state. Finger yes, was held up to just the so camera. Everybody knows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, blank finger, stands ring. Very blank, very blank. I'm not upset about it. Thing. I'm yeah. just like, hey, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so, and you would say like people that get into it by planning their wedding, it's a very different animal when you're planning someone else's. Yeah, I mean for sure, especially since the way that I approach it is is. Like my day will come. Like I, I think there are best practices. I definitely think that there are things that look a lot better than other stuff. Like I'm not a big fan of like burnt orange linens, right? But like someone will probably do it and it's not going to be on me to be like, that's ugly. Like that's not, that's not my job. Yeah. My job is to make sure that everything goes smoothly, that they pick people that work for them. Um, and one day my day will come. Like I then I can plan it the way I want to and decide really how I want it to be done. But that's not 
that's not really my job to do. My job is just to make sure that people feel like they're having a good experience planning their wedding, especially since so many, like the Kristen, you talked about like my target people and everything, my target people and the people that come to me are lots of, you know, people that are making lots of money and have jobs. And they're not necessarily like, yeah, let's tack on a part-time job here and plan this wedding. So the, yeah, like I, you know, they don't have time to do this. Not that they don't want to get married, not that they're not excited, but it's like, they're already living a crazy, wonderful life and like killing it at work. They don't need another job. Right. And I think that that's something that's really nice about having somebody to help you do something and paying for a service is that there are all sorts of different types of people who will provide you with a service. And like you're coming from the service in a like top down kind of way. And it's not like, oh yeah, I was really good at doing my wedding. So I wanted to do it for other people because that's one way of doing it. And that's, I'm sure people found their passion for, wow, weddings are amazing. And when I did my wedding, you know, I found like, you know, maybe you found your way of doing flowers or maybe you found your way of doing small cakes. I don't know. I, I literally have no weddings. There's so many things. Yeah. Right. I sure. Exactly. You can find like table runners or the way of organizing people at the table. Like, you know what? I think that would be the thing that I would want to do more than anything <laughs> is like figure out where to sit people, learn about the families and either do it so that people sit and like nobody has any of the fighting. There's no fighting at all. Or there's the exact right amount of drama for the bride. <laughs> like on Parks You've and Recreation. You've tapped into your niche, your <laughs> wedding niche, Kristen. I know, right? Um, but... Like, if you want that, you know, person who's going to take it in, like, that campaign manager style, like, somebody who's not going to, I don't want to say F it up, because that's not what I mean, but, like, somebody who you know that you can rely on, who's going to delegate to all the people, who's going to just, like, have your back, instead of the person who is going to make the most delicious little cakes... Or make sure that they have the person who's going to make the most delicious little cakes or whatever. Knowing where you are in your industry is super important. Especially in an industry that, like, I mean, how many wedding planners are there in Chicago? Um, so many. I stopped counting. And there are so many that I don't even, that I hear for the first time, like, today. You know what I mean? So... Who knows? And and there's also just people that do it as like a side gig too, which is also very real and very awesome. But that just, you know, ups the numbers because do you count them if they do like three a year because it's a side thing or do you not, you know? So there's just a lot. I think that's the short answer. There's a lot. And so what's your favorite part? Um, I really like the actual wedding day a lot. Um. I like executing events. <laughs> I really like standing in a power position and being like, you here and you here and you there, um, while also being kind, right? So like, that's my big thing is that I really care a lot about consistently being happy and having fun. It's a long day, okay? Like, and I want to laugh and I want to have fun, but it's also really like fun to be in charge. Like, that's what I tell people is like, I just really like being in charge, you know? And, and that's just because you shouldn't be in charge. So like, who's going to be me? Like, I will take that role wonderfully. And so I love, I love wedding days. I love wedding days. See, like, I get that so much because I am a person who loves to run events and I love to be in charge. But like on my wedding day, if something goes wrong, I do not want it to be my job to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like, if somebody's dress busts in the back, do not come to me to fix that. That is not going to be my problem. Mm-hmm. It's going to be somebody else's problem. And I want to make sure that I have somebody there to, like, be, oh, like, oh, no, that's that's MK's job. Like, go find her. And, like, yeah. I also want everybody to know not to come to me. You already, like... Like, I imagine you make sure to go up to everybody and be like, 
oh no, if there's a problem, you come to me. Mm -hmm. That's what I do on the rehearsal. So I tell people, I do a lot of Catholic weddings. I went to Notre Dame. So in general, I do not like run the rehearsal. That's the priest. That's not my job. Um, but I like to be there to introduce myself to the family, to the key players. And then I do this whole, not a big shindig, but like, I do say like, hello, I am MK. I'm going to be the wedding coordinator tomorrow. If anything goes wrong, do not talk to them. Talk to me. Thank you. And then that way they've seen my face already. And so that they know the next day they can just come up to me. And then normally I'm not wearing it today, but normally I have an MK necklace that I wear. Um, and I wear black cause you know, wedding service. And so that way people know that I'm MK. I've already labeled myself mm -hmm. as such. And I've told people who I am. And then if there are questions and problems, like I'm very easily identifiable, you know? So what's like the biggest problem you've had to fuse? Or the most memorable, I guess. Yeah. Um, this wasn't, I don't know if you would say this is a problem, but it was just a fun little hiccup. <laughs> um, the So there was like a bus, limo, charter bus, whatever you want to call it, um, that was picking up the wedding party before the ceremony. The bride and groom had already gotten to the church to do their first look. Um, and the charter bus had hit a parked car in the parking lot. Oh. And per like regulation, and not badly, it just did. Right, yeah. Like per regulations and all that jazz, it had to stay there and like file all this stuff. And we had to get them to the church. <laughs> so um, this is where we are all big fans of minivans here. I love <laughs> minivans. And um, we just put literally all of the seats, like they, we had the <laughs> seats that go into the car, you know, and um, we just put the whole wedding party in my minivan drove them over <laughs> nobody knew um then when the new bus came to the church and the old bus we did like a swap with all their stuff that was already in the bus all this stuff you know and then the day went on as planned but Good that was job. a really fun one because they like everyone like i think i got like 10 calls from the the best man and i was like yes we will be there don't worry like <laughs> minivan is on its way <laughs> And it was like funny. It was like, it looked like a clown car. I mean, yeah, probably not the safest thing in the world, but like seven Make people it piled out of that car. Yeah, it was hilarious. I love that. And I love like, I'm a people pleaser, but when you're in charge as a wedding planner, you're pleasing the, the bride to be in charge. Like I could probably mm -hmm. channel that energy. Like I'm not good it's in fun. charge by myself, but like knowing oh, I yeah, was I mean, and someone. the same thing, like, and that's the thing is we'll do whatever you want us to do. Not in a like we're your yeah. servant sure. side of what like like what words mk but like yeah. you know yes we are there to make sure that the way you planned your day goes the way it should um you know obviously with you know boundaries yeah. but um yeah yeah i don't know yes nice what is some of the most fun things about being able to have weddings in a big city like Chicago versus having a wedding in not a big city. Cause I grew up in a, right outside of New York city and I love big cities. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is so much magic, like the shots on your IG of the couples on the bridges. I mean, Honestly, just to get married in Chicago so that you can have a shot of your <laughs> wedding on a bridge seems like kind of just worth it. Like pay the hundred grand just to get your wedding shot on a bridge. <laughs> so what are your magic things about having weddings in Chicago? I, I, I do want to say that if you are a if you are big on financial security and all that jazz do what makes the most sense for you financially <laughs> um but uh yes no I mean I agree I think Chicago architecture is amazing um that's kind of like the unfortunate thing is that I love Chicago so much that I'm like oh man I'm gonna have to pay this much for my wedding this is the worst um like I already know what goes into it which is so fortunate and unfortunate um but I think yeah I think the best thing about Chicago is the diversity of what you can get you know, it's not just um, like it's not just the one banquet hall in town. Right. Like you have venues, you have museums that are venues. You have lofts, you have intimate spaces for 50 people. You can have restaurants that can be venue spaces. So it can be like, yeah, sometimes it can get repetitive. Some people really like what someone else did or they see all these pictures and they're like, yeah, I want that. And so it looks the same. But at the same time, you have to remember, like, 
there are so many different places in Chicago to get married. There are so many different floors, so many different photographers that even if it seems like it's the same, they're not the same. There's just so many options. And I think that's what's really awesome is that it's like, it doesn't ever get old, essentially. It's not just like you did exactly what your best friend did because there's only one place in town to get married. So it can be personalized to you, which is nice. Yeah, I really like that. And the bridges. The bridges are really nice. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of the bridges. Really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. If you're ever in Chicago, take the Chicago architecture tour. High, Dude, high recommendation. Every time I go to Chicago, I go on the Chicago architecture <laughs> tour because it's so good. Mm-hmm. I have to tell every single person because, and also every time you go, it's different because the person telling, giving the tour is like, is going to tell you something different. Even if they tell you, oh, yep, that's building whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to tell you a different anecdote about it. And also, it, if you go in a different season, it's going to look different because the sun is refl- – it's, yes. Yeah, and there's a new huge skyscraper being built in Chicago that I think – I could be wrong, but I don't want to be wrong because I think the architect for it is, like, a young female architect. And it's yes. and it's going to – it's going to – um what's the word like rewrite the skyline that's not correct it's going to disrupt the skyline there we go it's going to be like not just a you know mid-sized building it's it's in the skyline like you're awesome. gonna see it mm-hmm. that's amazing that's so exciting yeah so then when you go on the architecture tour there's even new facts now which is great fantastic mm-hmm. i can't wait i'm so excited okay so i have no idea where i'm going with this I wanted to, I've been invited to a few weddings in the next month and a half that are no Mm. longer (laughs) going to be held the next month and a half. So I guess I want to know from you with our kind of situation that's going on, Mm. how has it affected your day with MK and your whole small business? And like Mm -hmm. for anyone listening that's been affected, like what would you say to them? Yeah, so... So, yes, so weddings are postponed um, and primarily because we physically cannot have them for health reasons, right? Like we want to make sure that we don't die. Um, That would be great. Mm. So lots of couples are postponing. Um, I think the really great thing about weddings in the event industry that way is that people are still going to want to get married. Right. so the wedding will still eventually happen, which is nice. Um, so I think I feel a little bit more optimistic than some folks, um, like corporate event people. Those events are just getting canceled right. and they're just moving them to online. And that's really unfortunate because obviously those ones are like high ticket things. Tourism is affected that way, um, especially with like, you know, in Chicago, we have uh, McCormick Place, which is this massive convention center. Like, the the stuff isn't happening there you know and that's yeah that's a lot of hotel stuff and everything so with weddings it's a little bit more optimistic people can just reschedule vendors are being really wonderful and essentially most vendors i know um if you are in this eight week time frame and you postpone we're not charging extra fees Mm -hmm. um you know you can just make your fee go for another day Mm -hmm. this obviously is if your vendors are available Um, that's where it gets tricky because not every vendor is going to be available. That's just, you know, so with my couples, we essentially reached out to all of their vendors and just made like a Google spreadsheet essentially as fast as we could, took all those dates and cross-checked them. Mm. One of my weddings had everyone available for their reschedule, which was awesome. Um, one of my other weddings lost the hair and makeup team. That was it. Um, and it, it stinks because you do lose your retainer because that's just part of it. And it's not to be ill will. It's just like, that's someone's money. And to put it in like businessy terms, right? Like what if you were then a couple that could have postponed, right? So then you still would have had that money coming in. So mm-hmm. it is retaining that date is retaining your service for a couple. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really hard. But at the same time, know if anyone has to be rescheduling their wedding right now, know that the wedding industry is a people industry. We're not big companies. We're not robots answering the phone. It's not just an algorithm. It's not just a form. We are people. And a lot of us do rely on this as our income. So we want to work with you. We want to work together. We're not trying to be inhumane. Um, 
do understand where we're coming from about our income. Like this isn't like my retainer is not just spending money. Like it's cost of doing business. Um, it's the amount of times we've maybe met, like for some, you know, my, I had a, I had a wedding that was supposed to be this weekend and it's not happening. And we rescheduled, you know, a week beforehand. So a lot of my fees are already taken, you know? Yeah. So, so it's just part of it, but like, do your best to be humane about it with one another because we want to work with you. We're humans. We are empathetic. Um, yeah. I feel like I, maybe I went on a tangent on that, but that's, that's, that's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's rough really for point. everybody. Basically. That's, that's the thing is it's like, it's rough for everybody. And in just in general, this is rough for everybody right now. So right trying to understand like we understand that it stinks that maybe you're losing money also we're losing money like if right. people can't if people can't congregate i don't have right. a job so yeah right and and we need people who have small businesses now to still have small businesses in six months in three months in six months in nine months in a year and that's why small businesses need to charge retainers and, you know, when you sign a contract, that's what is in the contract. And that is the cost of doing business. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't suck. Like, I mean, circumstances suck, but, like, that part of it is just life. Yeah. You know, a lot of good like, points. Yeah. It, well, you know, it is life. You have to pay people for their work. Yeah. And, you know, if, like, if you had a wedding that was postponed next week... You already put a shit ton of work into it. So you need to be paid for that work. Mm -hmm. and, and on top of that, too, we're not charging, like, rescheduling fees because of this. You know, like, some people would charge that because it is extra work to then reschedule. Yeah. Um, but we're not – we're trying not to do that because, like, none of us thought a global pandemic would happen. Well, so. right. Like, that, right. That's, it, it's yeah. not like – your clients are being a pain in the butt to you and so you're you know you're going to charge them a fee to do another thing it's like yeah you know I think your gift to the world is not <laughs> charging a rescheduling fee but you still need to be paid for the work you already did such good points i think the phenomenon that's happening and it's been happening in the education system at least where i'm at too is that our brains can't keep up with it it's that like we can't pro like exactly what you said like Oh, but remember, it's a global pandemic. Like, we're still responding as if it's not, as if the changes are happening in our personal world the way that it was, you know, a year mm -hmm. ago. But the truth, like, we still need that lag time of, like, processing that, oh, wait, all bets are off, and this is not under normal circumstances. Like, so we don't, so we respond the way we normally would if this wasn't happening, but it has to catch up to the reality of the situation, I think. Right. Like I had, um, we had a small creative workshop. Um, so I do weddings. I also do like small creative events. Um, and it was going to be for photographers and it was going to be in person Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's kind of why I'm like drinking wine currently, um, like while during this interview is happening because I'm finally like, oh my God, it's all over. Um, yeah. But we had a workshop scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday. It was supposed to be in person. It was literally still scheduled to be in person on Saturday, right? Because so many things have been changing. And I called the guy who was hosting it, right? Uh, at noon, we were like, you know what? It's still going to be in person. At like 6 p.m., I called him and I was like, it cannot be in person. Like, we can't do this. Like, the Catholic churches are closed. Yeah. By the way, the Catholic church closes for no one. They're like, one. yes, we need everyone to come because Jesus, we need to have Jesus right now, <laughs> right? So when the Catholic church, when the Catholic church is closed, you sit there and you're like, hmm, maybe <laughs> everything should be closed and so yeah like and i called him and it was it's not like the the phone call was so hard because i think he initially thought this was like a personal thought that i was having which it wasn't not but it was also like a business decision um and he was it was just hard because everyone's reacting so differently and he was just like upset he's like why are you doing this like you were so fine with it six hours ago like we can't do this to people like people are going to be upset and i was like people being upset is not worth health it's not yeah. worth bad pr like we can't do that but it just is taking people a second yeah to, uh, like to yeah to let it sit and they're like oh and honestly then we you know we told them that evening like all right no one come in and then by tuesday we we're all like thank god it was not in person because 
from a business standpoint, that is really bad PR to be like, yeah, I'm just going to still host this. All you people coming and traveling from other places come, you know, no, but also just like from a humane perspective, like uh, we're not putting you at risk. Like do not come to our event. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Everything's nuts, which is also like fun to a degree because you're like, ah, oh, yes, problem solving. Then, right. then the rest of the time it's terrible. So, well, it's one of those things of like, ah, yes, we are living in an unprecedented time. But also like, oh, yes, we're living in an unprecedented time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we're like, living oh. through history, but I don't know how this is going to end up. Yeah. Like right. what will the history books say? Yeah. Right. Like, can't we flip to the end and find out what happens first? So we know and like <laughs> yeah. can, can figure it out. And it's just like one of those things of like Tuesday was not a good day for me. And it was a mixture of I didn't drink enough water. I didn't eat a proper lunch and I had been constantly telling myself that I was fine for like the last four or five days. And then as of when I, whenever I have an anxiety attack, it's always in the same place. It's always for the exact same reason. I am always in front of my stove. It is always a little bit too hot and it's always (laughs) because dinner is a little bit too late. Mm. And wouldn't you know and it wasn't for any reason aside from everything all all of the reasons (laughs) but then it was just like okay i'm gonna i need to just try for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. 45 minutes and waste an entire 45 minutes of my life just crying for nothing and everything but it's not wasting it crying is therapeutic well then i got right (laughs) and then i wake up the next morning and i'm like i look like I got just like stung by bees all over my face because my entire face was swollen. And then I go on Instagram live and I'm like, or I do whatever stories, whatever we call them now, the different forms of social media. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you guys all now how important it is to breathe and to sleep and to drink water. Otherwise your face is going to look like this. And I didn't say it so bluntly, but People responded really well to that. The crying got you through it. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things because, like, for the most part, a lot of our lives haven't changed. For them, like, for those of us who, like, work at home, we're still working at home. For those of us who don't work at home, you know, that's been weird and shifted and changed and... That's a whole new thing. But also, everything is changing so fast that you don't know whether to react to the thing that you heard or to wait for the reaction to the next thing that you are going to hear. And I think that that's such a, an interesting dynamic to have. But I think, like, when you plan events and when you have skill a skill set of planning and being a leader it can be really helpful in times like this so what are you thinking in terms of a more long-term strategy i know that you have your podcast and i know that you want to branch out your brand a little bit more so can you talk about that Yeah. So before all this stuff happened, my plan was to build my wedding planning firm to have a couple more people. I do have one associate currently um, and she does weddings on days that I'm already booked or I'm just unavailable. For example, one of the days is my birthday and I already had like a trip planned and this really wonderful couple was like, hey, and I was like, here's my associate. But it's really great because she's very similar to me. It's all under the same brand. It's really wonderful in that regard. Building a business is fun. Um, And so hopefully I can do that with a couple other people. Um, But yeah, I mean, this hunker down time right now has is for everyone, I think, really good in terms of evaluating like, okay, what am I doing? Where am I going? Um, Like if my business does survive, how do I make sure it survives? Um, If it doesn't survive, what's my next step? Um, and I'm lucky, I feel lucky in that 
right before all this really happened, I did launch my podcast. And it is something that now I'm like, okay, this can be something if other things don't happen, at least for the time being, because I feel passionate about it and I want it to grow and be way more sustainable. And at least like, you know how you're supposed to diversify your money in general? Like, I think I should diversify my income streams in general for my career in life. Um, so that's that podcast thing. And otherwise, you know, and just in terms of other business things, hoping to, I, I don't just want to be a wedding planner. I want to be a businesswoman um, with like empathy, obviously, because I do weddings, but I want to be a businesswoman. And so I'm trying to think about what does it mean to be a businesswoman, not just a business owner. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a business woman. Like that's what I want to be. So it's been nice to reflect and understand um, and dive into a project I have, which is my podcast, um, especially since so many things are free now. The, the, the thing that I record my podcast through was like, oh, our basic plan that you don't pay for unlimited hours now. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, <laughs> all the interviews, let's go. So that's been fun. I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah, that's what I plan on doing at least for now. Yeah, absolutely. Tell yeah. us more about your podcast. Yeah. So it's called first hundred days. Um, I, I'm going to hate myself for this for forever, but it's not one zero zero. It's not 100. <laughs> it is first hundred days, very slang, very lax, um, which I think is very telling of what the podcast is. Um, people have said that it is casual conversations with important people, um, which is the casual way of saying what my podcast is about. So mm. the real thing is that it is inspired by the idea that if the first hundred days of a presidency are so important, they're likely to be important for anybody else's career and life moves. And really it was just because I do have this political science background. I do still care about these things. I needed to take like an emotional break for myself and not get too wrapped up in it. Um, just care for myself at the moment. But now I'm like, awesome. All right, let's jump back into it. Like the 2020 elections around the corner. I still care about elections. I still care about politics. I still think it's fascinating. Maybe I don't take an active role in being a campaign manager, being within a campaign, but learning about people, learning about the different um, policies that they care about and what they talk about when they're in office um, is awesome. And so right now I don't have the clout to like just talk to any politician I know, but this does lend itself to other interesting people like um, next week, which it'll be already out by now, by the time this podcast comes out. We, um, we meaning me, talked to the former North American president of Wrigley, the gum company. Cool. Okay, when you're the president of a large company, wow. you also have goals and things that you have to enact and think about, right? So I think that's really awesome. We also talked to a mom. We also talked to a local campaign manager, which is really cool because obviously local campaigns are very different than national campaigns. Um, so that's really fun. And it's really fun to dive back into it and, and tap back into the academic side of me and the smart person side of me. Um, because I'm not, like, I'm going to, this isn't a tangent, but like the couples that I work with are mostly highly educated people. Um, a lot of them come from Notre Dame and I just honestly believe that there are more to people than just their wedding day. I am there to make sure that their wedding day goes well, but like, there's more to you than just your wedding day. You have a job, you have a career, you have thoughts and interests and political leanings. And like, that is a substantive part of you. And I want, I want to have those conversations with my couples, but I can't because there is that line of professionality mm -hmm. within that, you know, job. Right. So this is kind of like doing that with my couples, but not actually my couples, but like tapping back into being like, yeah, there's more to me than just weddings. There's more to everyone that I communicate with than just weddings. Um, so like, let's talk about it. Let's understand that. And like, I don't know if anything, it's fun for me. And I think it's interesting to learn. So that was a long answer, but there you go. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So interesting. It's fantastic. And I love that it is, it, it's a really great way to have those conversations with quote unquote, your couples without crossing that professional boundary. Like when we were at Huga, um, Heather and Kaylin were talking about how they're really good friends, but they're also like business besties and they need to have the, uh, like before they have a conversation, they need to decide, is this a friend conversation or is this a business conversation? Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, when you have a client, you can't really say, you know, well, 
let's talk about that policy that the president enacted this afternoon. But if you have a podcast and your podcast is about politics, you can talk about that on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might not be able to talk with your clients about it while they're your clients. But if your clients listen to your podcast after their wedding day, or if your clients become your friends and then they listen to your podcast, your clients become part of that circle of, you know, brand crazed people that become so important that are super fans that will eventually buy whatever you release in like 10 years. I hope so. Right. I really hope so. LOL. When we all start going on vacations again to like space. <laughs> I love the swirl that makes you up. Because I never met you before this kind of interview. And, like, I just think it's very encouraging for listeners to hear that swirl and how you, like, no matter what you're talking about, you feel, I I get a sense that you're very, like, confident, but also willing to explore uncharted territory. Like, I just think it's a great listen. I'm hoping for everyone listening. But, like, I'm getting a good pickup from you. Just, like, I needed to kind of hear that, that you can have all these interests and I use the word diversify like that just income but also like interests and what you kind of spend your energy and time on but it all makes sense I'm hearing I'm listening to you and I'm like yeah that does play into that which plays into that which, <laughs> you know so I just I think that that's just a really encouraging thing to hear from people thank you I mean and I think and I think people need to hear it more that you don't yeah. have to be just one extension of yourself um and that's not to say that you know, it maybe maybe people think that they are only one size fits all, especially since when you own your own business, it's really hard to not just make that your whole life. Um, so that's also a practice, right? Like we all have to get better at understanding like this is business time and this is lifetime or this is passion project time um, because it's hard. And, 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 and I mean, and I'll admit to it too, like for the first couple of years, like, yeah, it was all just my business like a hundred because like I don't know there's got there's got to be a guilt part right where if you're not working on your business 100% like do you really care about it enough to make it happen right like everyone has that thought so yeah but then eventually you have to understand like the well I mean hey here's the reality what if weddings stop happening because we just can't congregate all right so what else am I right like if I if my if I only hinge myself on doing weddings then like I'm screwed and I'm starting to have that reality to a degree, right? If weddings never happen again. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you do have to, you have to diversify yourself at least a little bit. And then I think we all have to come back to the realization that we are all smart and capable women who are resourceful. And this is going to lead me into, you're going to be the first person to answer this question so excited. on season six. So the- Oh man. I was I not prepped for this, y'all. <laughs> or maybe I was. <laughs> you were. Okay. Okay. I'm ready then. Um, so season six, season of resilience, which we had no idea this was going to be. Like, if this was literally like, this pops up in our heads and this works every time. So like. So in tune with everything else. No idea how this happens. <laughs> so what does resilience mean for you and how is this playing out in your life? Oh, this is, yes, this is what, what prompted me to tell you I might cry just because it's not, and, and we you know, welcome that. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, like, yeah, I sound confident right now on Monday. I cried so hard today. I cried so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I just signed a lease with my boyfriend. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. Um, what am I doing? If I can, you know, like, can I afford yeah. that right now? Am right. I going to have an income? I don't know. Um, yeah, cried a lot because I was like, does it does this mean I'm doubting our relationship if I'm questioning making this financial jump? Like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, no, resilience is I think resilience means trudging through even when you don't know what's going to happen. I, I think that's resilience. Sure. And I think a lot of us are currently being very resilient. And crying can be resilience too. Like mm-hmm. you can cry, you can have feelings, you can have emotions. I, honestly. The majority of my time this week has just been saying to people, like, your feelings are valid, your fears are valid, 
and then let's like let's go find the next step right like acknowledging um acknowledging hardship and then still trying to not make the best out of it but understanding like all right hardship let's take the next step forward so yeah i think that's i think that's what resilience means to me i think not cowering like not not acting on my fears acknowledging my fears but don't act on them i think would be resilience which is interesting because courage was another kind of word we threw out there but it all ties together like you said yeah Yeah. i love that answer yeah i think that's going to be a theme that really comes back and through throughout the whole season yeah we need this theme this season we all have lived through our worst days. That is what I keep telling myself is we have all already lived through our worst days. Mm. That's not to say that there isn't going to be harder ones, but we've all lived through them. Mm. And sometimes we wake up with puffy faces the next day, but at least you live through them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. And then you just wash the pillowcases and then you have fresh pillowcases. And then you wipe down the counters and you wipe <laughs> the, the doorknobs and yeah. <laughs> it's true. And we start over with new rituals, and there's healing in that. Yeah. Exceeded our expectations for first resilience answer. Good job, girl. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank good. You. It's the wine. I'm so just kidding. good. Yes. It's the wine. I thought about this answer. <laughs> okay. So we're going to conclude this amazing episode, so timely and poignant and what I needed. Um, with our usual currently round that comes off of Kristen's currently card, which listeners can find at areyoukristen.com slash currently. So are you ready? Sure. Okay. What are you currently watching? Oh, wait. Oh my God. I have this prepped. Uh, we're watching the rest of Downton Abbey. Nice. We took a pause. Time to go back to the old times. (laughs) Yeah. What are you currently reading? Harry Potter 5. Okay, right. So I have a question about this. Have you never finished the Harry Potter series? I never read them at all, ever. So I am currently getting through them. I originally (laughs) was not excited to read Harry Potter 5 because everyone told me it was their least favorite. I now am such a big fan of this book. I think it's mostly because to go to bed, I need to not be thinking about anything that's happening. And I'm like, great, wizards, let's go with it. (laughs) So I, big fan of Harry Potter 5 right now. Uh, I listen to them to fall asleep at night, and I have been since college, so they have a very close place in my heart. And five, the reason that everyone, okay. It's because he's whiny, right? Oh, there's the teenage <laughs> angst. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, it's a super fascist state. So, like, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's very angsty. I but think that's why I dislike it mostly. It's... Six and seven are incredible. Six is probably okay. my favorite. I'm like, excited six, to get to six it. Six is like, like really, like like meme kid. Yeah, six is six. Six is like meme kid. Fist 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 meme kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. What are you currently listening to? Uh, Betty Who, and no, mostly just Betty Who. Betty Who on repeat, y'all. You need some self love. Listen to Betty Who. Yeah. Oh yeah, somebody loves you by Betty Who. It's a dance jam. If you own a if you own a spin studio, if you bought yourself a stationary bike for this quarantine time, <laughs> you should spin to Everybody Loves You by Betty Who. How do you spell her last name? W H O. Yeah, I don't know if that's her real last like name. Like the organization? It's probably not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. What are you currently making? Wow, uh, food, dinner, food, homemade food. Yeah. Likely nice. mac and cheese, honestly. Mm. What are you currently feeling? Optimistic today. Good answer. I like that. What are you currently planning? Weddings and <laughs> um, and future podcast episodes. And lastly, what are you currently loving? Oh, I'm loving the random acts of human connection right now. Um while super troubling like this whole thing just isn't great right like none of us are gonna think of this time fondly but 
I really love seeing the penguins roaming around uh, zoos without people. It's <laughs> literally getting me through the day. But also just like, I'm not saying give away your services for free, but like people that are doing Instagram live for an hour every day and they're doing like an art class or a piano recital or yoga, you know, like some, it's just, you can tell who the good eggs are by these things. Sure. You know? And that's been heartwarming. This is great. This interview is so fun. Well, thank you for having me. This has been absolutely wonderful. All right. We're going to head over to After Chatter. Probably going to talk more about this crazy thing that's going on. Um, come listen to it. We have been talking about After Chatter wrong for like three seasons on this show. <laughs> oh. It is a bonus podcast. I've been talking about it and about how we have you know, hundreds of videos that are exclusive videos with all these amazing people and you can come and see everybody and all of these wonderful things. But also it is a bonus podcast. So you can just pop the RSS feed in your podcast reader and you can just listen to the regular show and then you listen to the bonus after chatter show. So if you're not a video person, no problem. It's just another podcast. So come and support us on Patreon for $5 a month. Help keep the show on the air. Help me and Amanda. Support small businesses. Yes, support small businesses. Exactly. This is an amazing time to support small businesses and listen to the literal hundreds and hundreds of hours of content that we have created for you. And we will be back next week with another amazing lady, another amazing interview, and another episode of Crafty S. We hope that you have an amazing week. We love you. And we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.